Here's what's coming up on today's show. I love what he used to yell, right? And it didn't resonate with me then, but uh-huh. now it does. <laughs> he used to yell out, suelta la careta, which means let go of the cart, right? And sometimes our baggage, our debt baggage uh. is that cart. Make sure your retirement can stand up to anything that comes its way. It's time for Badass Retirement. How to be financially fearless with Jose Sanchez, CFP. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's episode number seven here with Jose and I as we talk about badass retirement, how to be financially fearless. That's the name of the show, Badass Retirement, if you haven't checked that out or figured that out yet. And this week on the podcast, what to do as we count down those days to retirement. We've assembled a list of priorities to keep in mind as you count down those days towards uh, towards that golden era that we call retirement. What's going on, my friend? How you doing this week? I am rocking and rolling, loving life. We are having some beautiful sunshine here, and I think that uh, you know things couldn't be better. Yeah. You got your cup of coffee? You ready to rock? Kona Coffee, absolutely. All right. We appreciate the folks over at Badass Coffee, Badass Kona Coffee. And uh, I've got, I don't have a coffee, but I do have some uh, caffeine. So we are good to go. I got a soda, which is my vice, but that's all right because we're going to jump in and talk about this. Uh, we are approaching, this is, uh, I think we're dropping this like right after Memorial Day weekend. So hopefully everybody had a good, happy, and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. And you remember the reason that we have that. Take that time out for just a second to remember why we have Memorial Day. But, uh, you know, we all want to get out there and do some things and have some fun and so on and so forth. And when you're thinking about summer, Jose, Memorial Day is kind of like the kickoff to it. It's not technically summer, right? But it's kind of the kickoff to it. Well, when you're thinking about getting into our 50s, it's not actually retirement, but it's kind of kicking it off or kicking it into gear to get ready for retirement. So one of the things we should start doing is, and this is first on our list, is get healthy and stay healthy, especially if in our 50s. If we can start to get some healthier habits going, that's going to help us enjoy our retirement years a little better. Yeah, absolutely. And so a uh, quick shout out to uh, my dad, Coach Sanchez. Uh, he is um, having his birthday this week. And so shout Happy out to birthday. him. And yeah. you know, he's been a quite an inspiration for me, seeing him uh, prepare for retirement, seeing him continuously in retirement, exercising, mm-hmm. doing the right things, and uh, just really staying healthy. I think that is something that is so vital. Taking care of yourself is so important. And uh, you know that first topic, Mark, getting healthy and staying healthy is so vital. Yeah, because we call them what the go-go years, right? So when we first get to retirement, it's the go-go years. You're 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 finally there, right? You're ready to do some stuff. Uh, pandemic aside, and everything that we've dealt with the last couple of years, normally in normal times, people are ready to boogie. They're ready to go out and do some things, see the world, travel, spend time with the grandkids, whatever the case is. Uh, and a lot of times, unfortunately, we develop chronic health issues in our fifties. So if we can do some things to have a better health style or healthy lifestyle, then hopefully we'll enjoy those go-go years even better. So that's the first one on our list. Number two, Jose, is determine what to do with all the free time. Now, I could merge actually two and three together here a little bit, but let's start with the whole free time aspect because a lot of retirees actually really struggle with this. And if you want to find one silver lining in the pandemic, it might be the fact that it forced us, especially if you're married, right, to have all this time together in the house. That's something that the retirees don't think about and I think they struggle with. And I'm sure you've got plenty of funny stories where husbands and wives or stuff are like, oh my God, they're always underfoot now that they're retired. It's like <laughs> we're tripping over each other or we're kind of getting on each other's nerves because we're not used to having all that time together. I love to see when individuals take a sabbatical you know, later on in their career and kind of test the idea of retirement. There you go. You know, 
taking that time off, understanding what it means and what you're going to be doing in retirement is so crucial because you're retiring from something to something else, right? Hopefully, yeah. And if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail in that end of retirement. If you think about it, Mark, when that day comes of retirement and you have the big celebration at the office and so forth, that's great. That following day, every day after that is Saturday. It's like yep. waking up, having coffee, petting the dog, taking the dog for a walk, and then what, right? Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and um, watch TV or maybe go fishing and, and so forth. Day after day after day after day, it becomes Groundhog Day. And then we're like, wow, you know, this retirement stuff is a little bit boring. I'm bored, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's one challenge of this, right? Determining what you want to do with all that free time is one challenge. The other challenge that I see often, right, and this is uh, something that, Depending on how extroverted you are, uh, I see individuals who are extroverted, who have a lot of friends, they end up going into retirement and they're busier than they ever were. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to number one, they're doing all this stuff for family members, for friends and everything else, and they're not taking care of themselves. Yeah. And so you're right. These first three really tie in together. They do. Yeah. You know, and and I was making that joke about the uh, you know the spouses, but it's really true. Uh, I can't tell you how many advisors I've talked to across the country that have tons of those stories where it's like we're just not. My buddy, for example, he retired way early because he's military, uh, and he he did his twenty two years, and then he retired in his mid forties. And when the pandemic hit, and his wife was a t- uh, worked at a school, she wasn't a teacher. She no longer had a job. She was always at home messing up his routine, as he called it. He's like, man, she's always in my way. You know, <laughs> she's always messing. <laughs> up my routine. And we see a lot of that. So that's a, there's that learning curve to boot. I've had advisors tell me that the, the wife will say, you know, get him out of my house. He's in my way. You know, I, I'm trying to do things or, or I've had other, uh, you know, retirees say, you know, I, I wanted to play golf so bad when I retired and I did it every day for a year and now I'm bored with the game. Right. So you just never know what's going to happen. So thinking about that free time, you know, it's easy to kind of pencil in those big ticket items, the big travel plans, play a lot of golf, whatever that is. But But to Jose's point, eventually Groundhog Day sets in and we have to really start thinking about what do we really want to do with all this free time long term? Maybe, and this was the third one, Jose, we kind of could have worked that in there, is taking on some sort of, we wrote post-retirement career, but I think career is too hard of a word. I think a post-retirement something, uh, volunteering, part-time job, whatever, just if nothing else, just for the human interaction. How do you create and find value and match that along with intent, right? Okay. It's where yeah. this this third thing comes, you know, your post-retirement Something way of being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- that way of being, what's going to bring value to you? And what I find is a lot of people, when they reach their 50s, they love the idea of being that mentor. Mm-hmm. They okay. love the idea of being that consultant, share of information, sharing their expertise and their journey. Maybe it's volunteering and helping an organization that they really care about, right? Uh, Maybe it's helping youth learn how to read because there's so much value in learning how to read. Maybe it's helping with your church. There's a lot of things that can be on the volunteer end. And then there's the other side of things, right? Where you can actually create this business, right? And so in your late forties, early fifties, you may want to start connecting with the small business administration and finding out, you know, what are the resources, what are the things that I need to do today to prepare for that retirement and that next endeavor that's going to be so meaningful to my life. Maybe it's something, you know, that is crafty with carpentry or pottery or something like that. There are so many different avenues, but, you know, planting the seed today can be so significant, even if it's just 
going to the website and seeing what's there. We'll be right back to today's show in a moment, but if you're enjoying the content so far, be sure to grab copies of Jose's book, The Seven Most Powerful Words, which will teach you one simple hack to master negotiation and save money. Leaving the lab, learning a central money tool so you don't nuke your retirement, and diffuse the seven steps to protecting your 401k from the ticking tax time bomb. These books plus other special items to help you prepare for retirement are all part of Jose's Ultimate Retirement Toolkit. You can get the toolkit for free by visiting the link in the show notes of today's episode or click the Journey Starts Here button on our website, josevsanchez.com. As we're doing this kind of list of things to count down, yeah, one through three, get healthy, stay healthy, figure out how to spend all that free time, what you want to do so that you're feeling good to do it. And maybe it's some sort of a post-retirement, something or another, because you just don't want to sit around the house too much or whatever the case is. Uh, And then, as I mentioned, you know, hitting our 50s, we're starting to think about this more. We get to number four on our list and you do have, hopefully, you're in a good place to take advantage of a number of things, Jose, to start saving more for retirement. Maybe sock a little extra away in case you're behind or you just, you know, whatever the case might be. But give us a couple of bullet points here um, where these, uh, those advantages kind of kick in. No, absolutely. We can contribute more to our retirement accounts, our 401ks, use the catch-up provision after age 50. And with 401k specifically, we can save 6500 in addition to that max, which is 20500 So that's a good amount, you know, 27,000 that we can put away towards retirement. We can also add an additional thousand dollars to our IRAs and just really be able to save up a good amount for that retirement. Mm -hmm. So you have some ability. And often what we find in when we're in our fifties, we are making more money. We are at our peak earning years. Right. Right. And we may have reduce our debt significantly. Hopefully, if you reduce your debt significantly, you may not have the household, right? The kids may be off on their own and and you might not be supporting as much. So you have more cash flow. And with that cash flow, you can be more purposeful in saving for retirement, saving for those later years when you're 70 and 80 and having that nest egg that you envision having for retirement. No, that's, yeah, definitely. We're hopefully making as much as we've ever made. We've got the kids off the payroll, potentially. (laughs) So hopefully we're no longer, (laughs) you know, funding some of that stuff for them and, you know, lots of different little things. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity from 50 to, you know, 65, 67, whatever your retirement plan calls for uh, to really add one that I'll Yeah, good. The other one that I'll add there, Mark, is the the ability to contribute to an HSA, right? If your employer has a health Mm -hmm. savings account, you can contribute money into that. And depending off your married or single, you know, it could be an additional $7,300 annually with a catch-up provision of $1,000. Now, it's not the same timeline, right? This is age 55 for the mm-hmm. catch-up provision for right. the HSA. And so there's an additional uh, amount of money that you can put away for one of the largest expenses in retirement, which is healthcare. Great point. Yep. Great point indeed. So again, we're counting down this list here. We've got a couple more to go. Uh, and uh, we're going to go to retiring debt-free. So number five on the list, uh, the mortgage conversation definitely comes up, Jose. Uh, many people are on the fence, you know, keep the house or get the house paid off or have a, one, you know, a payment in retirement. You know, every situation is a little bit different, but I think we can all agree that getting rid of a lot of other debt, bad debt, certainly a great idea to do before we get to retirement. Wow. Debt, you know, debt is something that I think resonates with a lot of people. And there's this idea of good debt, bad debt. But at the end of the day, if debt is a stressor, 
And let me say that very clearly. If debt is a stressor, it's putting a strain on your longevity, mm, Mark. Okay. If you think about that, if you want to live a long, healthy life, any stressor that you can remove is going to allow you to live a more healthy and less stressed life. And so I think that that is something that is really important. Now, you know, a mortgage could be one of those things that is, you know, the interest rate is super low. So why pay it off? Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. That's and, And it might be that it's important to you and that is a value, right? We'll support that idea because it's important to you. It's something that your parents said that you need to do. It's something that is a personal milestone. The math not, might not make sense to pay it off first, right? right? But if it's important to you and it fits into the plan and the plan still works because it provides more cash flow, right? Um, that is something that I think needs to be matched and aligned with this longevity viewpoint of having less stress in retirement, whether it's a mortgage or any other type of debt. I am a bit advocate of crushing and eliminating debt. Well, and I like how you put that though. I mean, yeah, you're going to support that narrative because at the end of the day, it's the client's money, right? So if they really want to get the house paid off, then that's what we're going to do. But your job is to just show them both angles, right? So here's, you know, here's the advantage, pros or cons of getting it paid off. And here's the math, you know, of, of maybe hanging on to it through in retirement because the interest rate's so low or whatever. So, and I like that approach because that allows the person to see it in black and white, see the numbers, but then go, yep, I get it. But my tummy says I'd feel better. I could sleep better at nine if we get it paid for. Then boom, let's do that, right? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, just going back to when I was in high school, right? And one of the things that uh, I used to do was run track. And we had this track coach, Mr. Dennis Carillo, DC. And uh, I I love what he used to yell, right? And it didn't resonate with me then, but Uh now it does. (laughs) He used to yell out, suelta la careta, which means let go of the cart, right? And sometimes our baggage, our debt baggage is that cart. Yeah. And and so, you know, if you want to run your race a little bit better, maybe you suelta la careta and get a little <laughs> bit lighter on your journey. I like that. That's very cool. <laughs> very cool. Way to go, coach. Uh, all right. So uh, reducing uh, the risk. So that's the next one on the list. Number six. So if we're reducing debt, fantastic. But shouldn't we also think about reducing risk? Because at 58, Jose, I really probably shouldn't be, inv- especially in these times right now with what's going on in the market currently, I shouldn't be investing at 58 like I am when I'm, or like I did when I was 38. You know, that is a, a interesting question. Should you, should you not? Do you want to? Do you want to have that amount of risk? Mm-hmm. And, and in good times, often I think the mentality is, yeah, sure. You know, why not? I'm well, we're all addicted return. to it. Yeah. When it's right. And, yeah. and then the market crashes and like, oh, oh why didn't I get out? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and so when we think about that, there's got to be this understanding, this education, this understanding of speculating and maybe, you know, narrowing that down to stock picking or holding individual stocks in the volatility that can happen versus investing and having a portfolio of well-diversified investment assets and understanding the volatility and the risk in that. And this is key, Mark. This is key. Having your war chest, right? Because there is going to be times of market recession, depression, possibly times that are going to be difficult. And if you don't have that war chest of cash and liquid assets and bonds, then you're going to have a little bit of a challenge, right? And so, you know, having that game plan, having that war chest that's going to sustain you for the next three, five years, whatever your plan dictates, I think is so crucial. And that can allow you to understand the risk and why you're taking the risk on the other end of the portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the little things too, right? So like, 
you might find yourself saying, well, hey, I would, I've been waiting to, to activate Social Security because I wanted to get the full retirement age. So I've been kind of supplementing my retirement income with you know, taking something out of one of my, like an IRA. Uh, but now that we're seeing the, you know, the market drop a little bit, people are like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that because I'm losing, you know, I'm losing out. Not only am I taking money out, but I'm also losing on the return on the investment because the market's down. So maybe it's time to relook at that Social Security strategy or whatever. Again, it's all part of strategizing uh, and because a, a plan isn't a set it and forget it. It shouldn't be you know put in stone and here you go and it never moves. It's going to change and ebb and flow as your retirement and as the world does too. So that's one of the reasons you do the annual reviews or the biannual reviews and things of that nature is to make tweaks and changes along the way to that strategy. So the final one is then just get with an advisor, Jose, that aligns with some of the things that you're looking to do. Now, maybe align is, is not the word that some people want to go with because Nowadays, we can find any narrative online or anything to kind of support what we're already feeling. I kind of like, like with my doctor, I kind of switched my, I switched my cardiologist to someone who uh, challenged me more. I had one cardiologist who was very empathetic and, and just kind of went along with whatever I was saying and just really, didn't really kind of challenge me to better myself as a patient. And I, I like that same kind of thing in my advisor. Hey, hit me with the hard truth. I, I want you to challenge me and not just kind of be a yes man or just let me do what I want. You know, does that make sense to you? It resonates strongly, right? Because, you know, some advisors, they, they focus on different things. And rightfully so, a cardiologist was going to focus on the heart. They're going to focus on the issues that may arise. And if you have a history of certain things, you might want a specific type of professional to right. take care of your health, right? And, um, when it comes to the retirement phase, it's not this milestone specific point in time that we've been led to believe, right? I'm going to retire at X date. Rather, the reality for, I would say, 95% of individuals, most of the people listening to this podcast, the reality is that retirement is going to happen over a phase of time, right? You may disengage from one job at age 55 and take advantage of the 55 rule. You might wait till 62 to take social security, or you might wait till age 70. Meanwhile, you got to figure out how to fill that income gap and having an advisor that understands the different moving parts, the different ways to do that and understanding how taxes can play a critical role in mm -hmm. depleting the resources that you have yep. and making sure you're making an informed decision. So that way you don't run out of money in retirement. It's so crucial, right? It's, it's not just like the the equation of paying off your mortgage. It's not, you know, which is the better route to go because of the math. It is what is the overall holistic viewpoint and what are my options and how should I make an informed decision? What should I consider? What should yeah. I learn more about and what should I move forward with? Well, and as a CFP, right? So as a certified financial planner, you know, you've got that fiduciary responsibility uh, to lay everything out for people and then help them find, you know, the absolute best choice that's going to work for them. And again, there's universal stuff that affects us all. Social Security, how taxes may play into it, but it's the nuance of the individual plan and your life and the, and the way to do different things that might be slightly different for you, Jose, than it is for me and than it is for John, than it is for, you know, uh, Judy and so on and so forth, right? Everybody's a little bit different that way. So you just you just said the F word there, Mark, and uh -huh. uh, man, the fiduciary <laughs> dropped the F bomb. <laughs> it, you dropped the F bomb there, right? Fiduciary, right? And, and um, you know, I think that one thing we be, need to be mindful of is fiduciaries that wear two hats, or what I kind of consider as a fake fiduciary, right? Okay. Something sometimes they're giving you fiduciary advice, and then the next time that you see them, they have a different hat on and they're selling something, right? Mm. And so 
caution there, right? I, I don't want to um, throw anybody under the bus right on this, but sometimes they market with the word fiduciary and then they're also wearing a different hat. And that's something to be aware of. With certified financial planners, I think that they follow a lot of processes that mm-hmm. I think are good for you to look at and understand. But uh, man, you, you you did drop the f bomb, Mark. I didn't. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I mean, I guess I did. But you know, it was one of those things where uh, people hear that term, and a lot of times, and you obviously see it with uh, you know, you've gone through the process of being a CFP, and there's a lot of extending education and so on and so forth there. So I figured it was worthwhile to bring it up and get your take. So I'm glad I did because yeah. obviously there's there's you've got some thoughts on that. So and let's let's uh, let's just shift gears here and go to another thing that's really important that I think is, uh, is needs to be highlighted and and placed on this list. And that's the estate planning, right? Because Mm -hmm. estate planning, that is something that people just, they don't understand it as well as they should, or they know they should do something and they're procrastinating. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little bit scary, right? It's again, talking about our demise. We talked about that on the podcast about life insurance. It's talking about those things that end of life. And sometimes we don't want to face that. Right. But we, definitely should face it in good times. We definitely should start the planning process in our 40s and 50s. And understanding what it is, is half the battle. And I'm going to tell you folks out there, estate planning is more than just creating a will. It is far more than just having a will. There are so many different viewpoints that you need to think about and understand whether or not you need a trust, whether or not you should uh, have guardianship, whether you know your other documents, your healthcare directive, your powers of attorney, titling of property and information, the beneficiaries, and communicating that with your executor, executress. Those are areas that I think really deserve time and attention, and you will likely not have that completed over an hour meeting. It's something that is a process that, like retirement, it's something that's going to be phased in. So that's something else that I think needs to be included in this list. Fantastic. Well, thanks for adding that on there. And there you go. That's our countdown list towards retirement. Some big ticket items, some you know, some larger things to kind of work at shipping away on or little things here you can do uh, you know, here and there along the way as we're getting closer to retirement. So as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use. Maybe you're an Apple owner or a Google or you like to use Spotify or whatever the case might be, you can find it all on those. Uh, Simply just type in Badass Retirement on the search box and you should find it that way. Uh, How to be financially fearless, that's the subline. Of course, you can always just go to Jose's website and find all the information there as well as reach out to him if you need to do that also. So josevsanchez.com. That's josevsanchez.com. My friend, thanks for hanging out this week and talking. I appreciate you. I hope you have uh, a fantastic Memorial Day and I'll see you soon. Absolutely. You take care, Mark. And Have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you next time right here on Badass Retirement, How to Be Financially Fearless. Investment advisory services offered for Retirement Wealth Guidance, LLC, a registered investment advisor. All comments made during this podcast do not constitute specific investment, legal, or tax advice. Have a wonderful day, and God bless.